Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. And we're going to talk really positively today about something that's always near and dear to all of our hearts, and that's money. Uh, because money equals something that you can do with with it with your life so that you can do something with your life rather than being stuck, you know, like, I don't know, in, in at home uh, hiding underneath a rug or something. So in any event, we've got a great gentleman with us. His name is Ing- Ingemar uh, uh, Anderson. He's written the book, The Wealth of Nations. And we're going to generations. Talk- Oops. Wealth of what did I say? Generate. Did I say what did I say? Nations, but you're right. Actually, that was the original book from Adam Smith. But let oh, go ahead. The, <laughs> the wealth of uh, generations, uh, and that's and it's a, it's a. I can't believe I didn't say that right. Anyway, so he's 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 a great guy, and we're going to talk to him about what it's like to be human, what it's like to make some money. He has got quite the resume. He is an educated man and uh, he's got a master's degree, I believe. Uh, tell, tell me about your education. Oh, my education is not that important. I have an MBA in finance and I did electro engineering. Can you believe it? I know how to put TVs together and stuff like that. What is electro engineering? Electro engineering, everything that has to do with, with electronics. Oh. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, but it's probably an older, older, uh, branch of education i don't know if they still have it but yeah i it's like electronics anyway and yeah i uh and i wanted to just grab and look you 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 said wealth of uh nations it's funny you said that because that's that was the original book um uh from adam smith in the 1700s and that's what i'm playing to you know that people relate to that so wealth of generations is but I can go into that. Um, I don't know more about me. What 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 do people want to know? Well, I think what people want to know is uh, how you wrote the book because we're talking. And so let's let's start there with the the wealth of nations, which was written in the 1700s. I just found that out, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and and so and that was kind of the precursor for what you're doing today. What mm-hmm. was that book about? Why why was it important? Oh, good question. Yeah, 1776. Everybody knows that date, probably. I do. Uh, that, and if you don't know that date, shame on you. Yes. Uh, that, that is the uh, year that uh, we declared our independence from England. Ex- exactly. And uh, so, but the same year Adam Smith wrote his book, just a few months earlier, Wealth of Nations. And maybe that's kind of a precursor to why America was founded, because this was whole the whole idea of uh, forming nations was very uh, prevalent at that time. So uh, so he wrote that book and he wanted to articulate how nations can create wealth. And that's why he wrote that book. And this is how capitalism really started. Because uh, first, people just traded stuff, goods, salt, 
you know, whatever, you know, like resources, mostly gold. And um, uh, so that was mercantilism, where they just exchanged uh, goods for money. Money was already existing. Uh, but um, with with Adam Smith, uh, we added another component to the economy, which is labor. So we added labor to stuff that, you know, we formed businesses that produce things uh, like pianos. That's why Mar uh, Mozart and Beethoven were so, you know, successful because they had actually an instrument to play on because otherwise, you know, who would make that if there's no labor? That would be... They would be just humming by the yeah they, right that's what they used to do maybe some drums and stuff and small instruments but so that's how capitalism started 1776 not only America was founded but capitalism was in that year literally founded um, and um, so but the idea was to make nations rich and you know I have to pause there because that's so important so what happened now. Uh, 250 years later, uh, let's see, 300 almost. Uh, now, all these nations are so rich, right? We have rich nations. Uh, we have some rich people too, oligarchs in Russia <laughs> and in America probably too. <laughs> yeah, yep, they are. And, and the, the, the ones in Russia are under a little bit of stress at the moment. But At uh, the moment, uh, yes, rightfully. I mean, they... Uh, th that's a good example of what happens if, if oligarchs get out of hand and if, if capitalism is not managed correctly. Uh, that's what happens in Russia right now. But that's another story uh, for sure. Now, interestingly, uh, nations got, got all so rich. America is a rich country. Uh, and when you look at the people, a lot of people are rich. A lot of people used to be in the middle class. But a lot of people are pushed out of the middle class right now. And why is that? Um, you know, richer got richer. You know, yep. when you read my book, you will see there are graphs in there uh, that show that. And there is other books that, you know, clearly uh, Thomas Piketty is one of my my honor, my uh, my hero in the terms of economy. Uh, he came out with another book. Uh, it's called Capital. That's the name of the book. Um, and that's what that was a big, big uh, role model for me when I wrote the book, my book. Uh, but but so now I, I wonder, you can do all the analysis and think about why are, you know, why are the rich getting richer? And why is the middle class now disappearing or getting smaller? Why is that? And, I know, and the reason I know, is, I know, I know. No, go ahead. Why? Why is it? <laughs> I because it doesn't it doesn't suit the people that are in charge because uh, you know if you look at if you look a little bit at history well first of the first of all I want to remind everybody in in 1776 one of the reasons why uh, we were so unhappy was because England was taking all of our wealth to yeah. England rather than it staying here so right. the people here were being kept down. To, so that it could benefit the finances of the folks who are in charge in England. Exactly. The, the same thing is holding true today because it doesn't serve people. You know, coming out of World War II, we developed this huge middle class of, of guys that, could, you know, could work in, in and 40 hours a week. They could make enough money to buy a house and to have a chicken to put into a pot and to have a wife and stuff. And But it doesn't serve people at the top 
to 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 maintain that for whatever reason and that i don't know why that is because it it can't it can it survive i don't i don't see how it can survive over time if you're keeping the bottom 90 percent down and their wages are not growing and inflation is now eating up all of the wages and stuff so so i guess i so i would be asking you then why is it that 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 the middle class is is really quite literally going away it's dying so you mentioned earlier i'm an educated man um I don't think I'm really that educated. Uh, there's a lot of educated people in America. Education is a big topic. However, do we learn in school or anywhere how to invest? And when I say invest, I mean financial basics to, for investing, not buying stocks, not saving money, uh, not hiring a, a wealth advisor or a financial advisor. Yes, we all can do that. That's easy. But that's not how you make money. That's not how the rich get richer. So where do you learn that? Where? And the answer is nowhere. There is no place. And there's a reason for that. Because in 1903, um, a guy named uh, Rockefeller, uh, <laughs> probably well-known, so he funded or he helped funding a, uh, a board, the education board, general education board, which missions, which uh, its, mis its mission was to uh, create a nation of workers and not thinkers. Oh. And, uh, you know, with probably good intentions, um, because there was a lot of factories popping out and, and, you know, a lot of industry growing and then we needed labor. That's what capitalism was all about. So they were all right to say that, to do this. So there was a huge need for, for people who move into the cities and they did and uh, get a labor job and get, uh, you know, a salary or a wage, uh, hourly salary, whatever, get paid from, for, for, the time they spent to do labor so and that was carrying on the entire 20th century and now into the 21st century something is changing you can feel that probably something is going on with labor mm -hmm. um, because people are getting smarter now there, there are a lot youtube is like a wealth of information now i watch a lot of youtube at night instead of television you know just the topics that i'm interested in Me too. and yeah right many people do that and uh, so people do get smarter also in the terms of investing and that's the key now something is changing we're breaking free from this paradigm of labor versus or late to you know Offer your time to work and then get money for it. It's a very simple concept. Capitalism has been built on this concept. Unfortunately, we haven't moved away from it a lot because capitalism doesn't need labor. Capitalism doesn't need labor. Labor is important, but labor can be replaced. And look at companies who replace labor very quickly, if there is an opportunity to plan machines or artificial intelligence, I do that in my business and I don't care. And it's not my job to care as a CEO about labor. You know, if I can replace labor, you know, we have unions. Uh, Tesla doesn't have unions because, you know, they are applying the most efficient tools to, to get the thing, the job done. And now, but that leaves a question. First of all, is it best thing to apply, you know, to sell your, your, your work and your time uh, in exchange for money? 
First question, is that the best thing to do to get wealth, wealthy? Probably not. Anyway, that's why people didn't really get all these automations come into place. People apply even cooking robots now. McDonald's and these fast food restaurants, they're, they're putting in machines that do a lot of things themselves uh, intelligently. Uh, mm -hmm. by, that you can train them, you, which you haven't been able to do in the past because they're applying artificial intelligence that learns like a person, you know, and then it's just, that's just robots now getting more smarter. Um, so two, questions, two trends are moving things right now. First is that people get smarter, luckily, and my book helps a lot uh, of uh, people. They want to learn about how to do different things than just go to work apply your you know hours uh, and the second thing is um just the trend that there's automation coming more and more and people are forced to think about where do i make get my paycheck from uh, and they are probably sick of going from one job to another and learn another thing just to apply their skills you know learn more skills and then get just a hourly wage sometimes people even Stayed into you know a low wage economy for themselves because they they don't have the skills and they they are not able to a major and it really is a major topic going on now because it's so yeah. hard to do mm -hmm. um, you know with the housing values and with mm -hmm. uh, the cost of living and everything and the and the wages are not necessarily going up for everyone and it, it makes it very difficult to build uh, uh, wealth that can withstand your retirement let alone generations right um, built and well and keep wealth is the big question as you you hint, hinted at that yeah yeah so so and by the way in in high school in the united states they still aren't teaching kids how to how to balance their checkbook or how the banking system works yeah. or how to, how to how to open a savings account how to opening a yeah. checking account exactly yeah these are these are important i have seen my son for example he does learn more about finance now than i have for example or other like i was surprised but it's by far not what they need to know uh very basic rudimentary things how credit card works work uh you know uh, how your credit score which is the credit scores <laughs> something that you learn later on when you actually have a credit card and everything, but then you make mistakes already. And so it's kind of a screwed system as well, because you're not trained to really build, um, you know, you, you just learn by experience. If people would have known that earlier. Um, yeah. Well, and the credit card companies, they manage to suck you in. Because oh, what yeah. they do mm -hmm. is if you're not paying attention, then the, the, you need to pay off your credit cards every month. But if mm -hmm. you don't, the, the, the minimum payment is so low mm -hmm. that you're barely covering the interest Yeah, uh, when, you, when you make that payment. And yeah. so if you and my children have done this, mm -hmm. is they have said, well, the minimum payment, that's not very much. I can put more on this card. And then the minimum payment becomes 100, 200 bucks. Yeah. And then it's like, but then they look at the balance and it's like, they'll never mm -hmm. pay it off yeah. in, the, in their entire life. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got to, we've got to make changes in how we think about stuff and how we think about money. Right. Right. Yeah. The, so the, the I think these are all kind of on the surface things that we need to learn practicality like you know how do you handle the system at, that exists um, my book goes goes pretty much further and deeper than that um, because what I try to do is to tr set a stage 
for people a or set a, 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 a an understanding what wealth really is. Uh, because if you ask people, what is wealth? Well, it's having a lot of money, right? So sure. Um, but here's, here's the thing that people sometimes forget. So I call it the three M's, morals, mind, and money. And money is the last one. And actually the money is the outcome of the first two, morals and minds. So first of all, we need morals to keep a society together. If we don't have morals and everybody has a different <laughs> understanding of what a moral is, um, what morals are, uh, so that's difficult. So we need to have a strong moral foundation, uh, what, however you call it. You call it, you know, it could be religion, it could be something different, uh, but there's always very fundamental rules to morals. And the second is mind, which is education. Mm -hmm. and, and with education, in this, in this uh, case, mind, I actually do mean uh, the education and the knowledge, how to invest, how, how to build wealth. Because in the end, that's all that matters. You need to build morals in your family. You build, need to make sure people are educated in your family. I'm going to pay my son's college fund now because my college, because I want him to have a education in general things like math and, you know, whatever fields you want to study. Uh, that's, that's just the foundation. But the, the, on top of that, he also needs an education that comes from me mostly or from the parent, how to handle generational wealth which is a topic that I cover in my book, but it's a big topic. So, but if you have morals in mind, what will follow? And that's my theory. Uh, well, I don't think it's a theory. It's a, <laughs> proven. Uh, I think it's proven. I think I prove it in my book. What will follow is money. Money is really just a, um, the visible part. It's like if you fill a bath tub with water, you will see that there is water in after you do what you need to do to do that. That's kind of the money situation, as I understand it. Um, and, and it's the, the most, and actually money, many people ask me, is money physical or spiritual? What would you say? Well, I think the, the energy of money is, is far more spiritual than than it is than it is physical yeah because um you can create money through your actions that are different exactly. that are different than if you're going and robbing a bank and picking up a load of cash or whatever exactly so it is a spiritual thing it's moral in mind and people need to understand but if you don't have a very strong foundation for both and uh then you will never have money you might have money, you might be lucky to inherit some money, but guess how fast the money is going to go away if you don't have morals of money. If you inherit a million dollars, how far, how fast do you think you will lose that million dollar? Well, as, as, as a uh, point to illustrate that, yeah, and is that statistically speaking, people who win the lottery, mm -hmm. because they're the people that, see, I haven't bought a lottery ticket in years. Yep. I, won't, I won't do that, but there are people that, that they buy a lottery ticket because they feel like that is their only way that they'll ever be able to get wealthy. But yeah. Statistics prove that mm -hmm. after the, even the ones that win, 
mm-hmm. within three or four years, yeah, money's gone because they don't yeah. know how to deal. With That's it. the best proof. If if you have a statistics like that, that would be the best proof that if you don't have the morals and money to uh, the morals in mind to 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 uh, support that kind of money, actually, I would even say. Uh, you, you need morals and money not to create only money, but also to maintain and support having it. So that's a good, that's the, the best proof really for that. Um, and um, and people also think about, you know, money uh, is just one form of uh, financial wealth, which, you know, we talk about financial wealth. Uh, there, there is really five different forms of that. One is money. The other one is securities, which is the stock market. We can talk about that too. Um, many people have money. Most people have money in, the, uh, in their retirement account in form of stocks, uh, which I think is a mistake. Uh, if you have all of it in it, right? You don't want to have everything in one basket. The third one is commodities. Uh, people underestimate that too. You know, you want to have maybe maybe some uh, precious metals, uh, gold, silver. Uh, in any form, I used to have gold and silver <clears throat> in a bank, in a safe, uh, where where you don't want to have it at home. It's not very, maybe a little bit, but uh, that's that's not smart. But it's also a good hedge against anything, you know, inflation or risk. Um, the fourth one, the third, the fourth one is real estate, which is my favorite uh, asset class. I call it asset class uh, because you can actually create. Uh, passive income and, and money through income uh, with renting it out. And there's new models now, not just like long-term rentals, but short-term rentals is a big, big uh, theme right now. I I really love that uh, uh, part. And the last one is um, businesses. So I have three businesses that I run right now, and I work on every single one to create make it as cash flow positive as I can. That's a task in itself too. How do you work three businesses? I mean, well, they're not like huge businesses where I have to be like on site all the time. A lot of one, my book publishing business is actually passive income because we have, we have about 120 books in bookstores right now, the titles. Um, And, we have our distributor and most of the work is being done by the distributor. They're printing the books and they're putting it in the bookstores and I just get a check. So that's an easy one. That's have, a nice business to have where everybody else does the work and you, and, and that, that really, when you start talking about building wealth, yeah, you're talking about not necessarily trading it. Like you were saying, trading hours for dollars. No, yes, no, never ever. Because you've got exactly. to leverage your time mm-hmm. and with with you utilizing your money in unique ways to to uh to build more uh, cash streams of streams of income. I yeah, guess. streams yeah. of income. Exactly. So you want if you're employed somewhere, you are the stream of income. Correct. It's you. You are your labor. The more you work, if you work by the hour, it doesn't matter. Even if you work as an employee and have a salary every month, uh, basically you're trading your hours and you have to be there for 40 hours a week uh, or, you 50, get, or 60 or six. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so yes, you want to build up streams of income that don't come from your time that you it's, it's not a relationship, like a, a relation between your time and the money you get. Yeah. That's the key. 
That's and that's that's how rich people get richer is yeah. because they're not trading dollars for time. Right. They're investing their money in the efforts of other people, other mm-hmm. things, the other markets. It's like I've got, I got to ask you, though, because you, you mentioned real estate. And I know that there's a flipping phenomenon going on where people buy the houses and they mm-hmm. fix them up and then they sure. sell them for more. And that's that's one of the ways folks do it. But mm-hmm. I kind of ask you, I keep waiting for the housing market to either stabilize or to go down because it can't keep going up forever, can it? No, forever. Nothing is forever. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Um, but But, you know, here's the thing. The housing market depends on uh, millions of factors. You never know what really, you know, gas prices, oil prices, there's play into role, into play. You know, 2008, it collapsed because people say because of all these, uh, what do you call it, CB, collateral debt obligation, CDOs or something. Yeah. And people, people paid all the money for their gas. Because the gas was, it was a, the all-time high of the oil price, $147 on July 11, 2008. I know, remember that like yesterday. And why, why, why couldn't people afford, why did they f- default on their, on their mortgages? Because they had to pay everything for gas. The gas price was so high. So um, that could happen, but it didn't happen yet, for example. Like it might happen now, you know, with Russia being uh, not available as a supplier for oil uh, where you don't want it uh, with other, you know, uh, crises. Um, so you never know. The housing market has its own mind. Um, it, it, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look at that. I would look for good deals. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you get houses at auctions, uh, properties. Uh, you right. should definitely look into that. You, and you should probably not work with a real estate agent. I got a lot of properties without a real estate agent just because I know people, developers, and they can do all the title work. Uh, you have a title company that you know does the transfer. But so there's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at the housing market. I, I honestly don't care. You know, if it plummets and my my property is worth less, most of my property is uh, is uh, pretty is is almost debt free, or I have enough income that supports whatever you know happens to to the mortgage or uh, to it. So um, and that's really the key, yeah. isn't it? To be able to, to to be able to leverage it so that you can work it so that you're you're not paying a great deal of debt to service the uh, uh, the the land yeah. that it either pays for itself or in, and hopefully makes a little bit more money. Well, you, you should not have any real estate, even for your own place, uh, that is cash flow negative. Uh, and that's a little bit extreme. Most people buy a home and think they have a great asset. But what it is, it's a liability. You know, I'm, I'm a child of Robert Kiyosaki. I don't know if you heard of him. Rich man, poor man. Yeah. <laughs> so he, 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 he says that uh, your house is not an asset. It's a liability. And yeah. people have to understand that all of my properties have to be cash flow positive, meaning assets. They need money needs to, and it doesn't matter how, e- e- either with a low mortgage. Uh, so the, the debt uh, payment is low uh, and, and a little income or a lot of income where, where I can, you know, sustain a bigger mortgage. Um, 
so that's just one thing you should learn there there's so many this is real estate right so you can specialize into real estate you know when people listeners who listen now might think like oh what you know what what should i do so you have five five uh five asset classes and you, and you should do a little bit of all of it shouldn't you and you should yes you you know mostly people tend to do one much more than the others. Sure but, you know, when you have income coming from, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, a real estate deal, for example, or a real estate property, you have income monthly and you have more available. So you have disposable, you, you, you invested in something else, for example, in securities, for example, in other currencies, you know, the money market is interesting too. Uh, or you buy some gold or silver. Uh, it's always good to have that in the back. Um, or, or, or you, uh, you think about starting a business and if you, when you have a real estate and you rent it out, basically you already have a business too, because so real estate is a very good combination between real estate and business because you have income, you have to report that. Uh, so they go hand in hand, real estate and business. You know, what's interesting about that. I was watching the movie that, uh, um, uh, Keaton was in. Um, about McDonald's, essentially McDonald's corporate is in the real estate business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard that many times. I haven't looked too much into it, but yeah, they, they, well, it's a real estate business. You're well, right. What they, what they do mm -hmm. is the corporate buys, they look at the, they look for the, um, they look for the land mm -hmm. and they buy the land yep. and then they sell the franchise to somebody mm -hmm. who builds on the land and pays mcdonald's rent for the land mm -hmm. and so they they and for the franchise yeah and so they they've got you they've got you and then the operator is the one who is the one flipping burgers mm -hmm. you know 18 hours a day exactly. for the rest of their life yeah you know, yeah that's a classic example where you combine real estate and business as one business yeah as, as a yeah my uh, the company that I worked for was called uh, Garcia's of Scottsdale, and they did they tried that model, mm -hmm. but they were less successful at negotiating rents than they could have been. Mm -hmm. So their their rent packages were well over ten percent of, mm -hmm. of the uh, value of the of what the restaurant was pulling in. So it could yeah. work. now Ingemars, there's people that are out there that are saying. Yeah, I know we should. There's five things, and there's gold, and this. I don't have time to research all of that. I don't. I, I. That's why they need to get your book, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, once you read my book, I think somebody's phone is ringing. Oh, my phone! <laughs> <It's> <laughs> on silent. <laughs> I just heard it bumming, humming. So, um, the my book will get you into it, and you know, there's not a lot of research that you need to do. Um, in general, if you invest, sure, if you have a specific investment you look at, you should do your due diligence and make sure it's for you and everything is correct. But you just it's an awareness thing. I think my book will get people you uh, make people aware of what's available uh, and what why they should use certain tools or certain assets. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is, I don't have time when people say that uh, they are saying, I don't want to invest. And uh, they, I want to uh, many people. Yeah, many people don't want to spend a lot. of. They, they just want to code for software programmers. Right. They, they just want to go 
to a company and code and they're very into it. I was that myself. I used to program for a company. Um, but here's the thing, you're missing out. So it's the same thing. Like if you just sit in front of the television and watch television and eat uh, crap food all the time, you're missing out because you should do sports. You should do a little bit of exercise. You should eat healthy. You should know that. You should know how to eat healthy. These are things that you cannot just say, oh, I'm not interested in that. Sure, you can. But where are you going to end up? The same with investing. You have to be you have you have to invest some time of your life to to think about that. It's even in the Bible, actually. <laughs> when you read the Bible, it says that. Yes, it, yes, yes, it does. What's the exact quote, by the way? From the Bible? Yeah. Well, I have it uh, over there on my other screen, hey, uh, but I, it's not there. I, I don't see. It's it's something like mind your own business, <laughs> what you say anyway, and provide for your family and for your generations. That's what it's, yeah. Speaking of which, do you see what's on the screen there? Yeah, thank you for showing this. Yeah, and full screen. That's the book, yeah. That I'm book. working on a second edition now, which has more information in it. This is out now for about two years. Um, and uh, yeah. So so how, how's the book doing, by the way? Well, I have not promoted it very well. You are the second show that I'm part of. Well, um, very nice. I, I yeah. thank you for thinking of us because yes, of course, yeah, and I love your show, and I watched others, uh, other shows you have, uh, and uh, they're they're great, and that's a good good tool to to make people aware of it. Uh, just in general, since I'm a book publisher as well, um, it is crucial to 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 speak about your book uh, anywhere you can. You can have book signings. You can. Go to actually, you know, be hired as a speaker, motivational speaker, if that's something you want to do. Um, book promotion is a very unique thing. And I have, I, I'm publishing other books right now. I didn't even focus on my own book so much. Uh, but my message is so important, I think. That's why I'm, you know, I, I give out my book for free, by the way. If you show the first page, uh, you can just register there. I send, I will send people out a free book. Well, Go that's to the that's first yeah that's a, that's really cool that uh, mm -hmm. so you can get a free book and and they go to your website which ingmar.anderson that's right and uh dot com right no actually ingmar-anderson.com right yes yeah. and so they they go there and you'll mm -hmm. give them a free book isn't that nice it is yeah right uh, that's my contribution to to uh to other people's uh you know, I, I want other people to succeed. You know, I had a, a tough, rough time when I was younger. I was not aware of all these things that I learned. I studied hard. I started my own businesses. It's not always easy. Starting a business is actually the, the most difficult task in your life, probably, um, besides your marriage. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there but, is that. There yeah. is that. But no, it, it is... It is starting a business. Well, I have to. I have to. Uh, I, 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 I sought a consultant about my business and with my media company and everything I'm doing. Yeah. And so she gave me a list of things that I really should need to do. What I need to do. It's like holy crap! That thing. You know, it's it's amazing how many how intricate it is to get a business from the the uh, chalkboard to. Mm -hmm 
the boardroom to be able to actually make some money doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be, it can be a daunting task, but if you're organized and you have a passion for something that whatever yeah. you're doing, you can do it. You can do it and you should yep. do it. Yeah. I might. So my opinion, my, what I write in my book is kind of crazy. Um, so my vision for the future is that everybody would run a business. Uh, it sounds a little bit weird right now. And uh, my vision is that nobody goes to work anymore. Um, it's not kind of probably what's going to happen. I think uh, young people should go to work. Uh, like my son is 15. When he um, uh, is out of college, uh, he will. I, I would recommend he gets a job somewhere, mostly in bigger companies, because they um, they have you know a lot of you have a lot of colleagues. You can learn from them. I think it's a good start. But there will be less and less available. So, and you know, maybe there will be a, a time where, where it's like <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie Soul and Bones. I, I forgot the name. Where everybody after thirty gets eliminated. Uh, <laughs> there are just too many of us. They go to go to heaven, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, in a very nice form. How I forgot the name of the uh, movie, but. I, I predict that there will be a time where people after 30 or 35 are expected to create their own businesses uh, in a way because we have all the tools, you know, online tools, these apps now, Airbnb. Uh, you, can, you can start your own business like nothing. You already have a huge marketplace, a huge customer base. You just need to tap into it and you will have more freedom. I think there will be a time where that is kind of expected where people uh where people stop working for an employer and have their own business it sounds crazy today uh but that's why it's important that everybody really knows how to do that um yeah no i agree i agree now uh, the, the the one the one thing that that i think now i'd love your opinion on this because i know you've done a lot of research in it yeah, and and that is the one area that I think we are in big trouble mm-hmm. as a country in is is when we're talking about truck drivers, mechanics, plumbers, electricians, all of those. The, the, they call them the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are that we're having a lot of people not going into the trades anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we we are until they figure out how to automate everything so that you don't need a diesel mechanic and those sorts of things where it's right now, those guys can make some, some decent money now yeah. there, but, and they, but the key is even if you're doing that and you're making good money, the key is to not spend everything you make and then to start investing and doing that sort of thing. Would that, would that be a great way to start? Of course, you should. I mean, that's just general budgeting. You should always have something that you can donate uh, of your of your salary to a good cause. And the other part is you should put some money away in savings. And when I say savings, you know, people uh, doesn't mean bank account. Uh, It could be a lot of different things. It could be already uh, like nowadays you can buy crypto. Why not? You know, you can buy some put some money away in crypto and Bitcoin. so yes, of course, um, that that should be anybody's. But it's not that. That's why I think 
it's important to learn it when you're young because you build habits and then it's really there. You build a credit card debt and then it's really hard to get out of it. But yep. yes, that's the, the one point. But here's another point you mentioned, trade. I, I'm, I, ha, I learned a trade too myself. Uh, electroengineering was actually a school in Germany uh, uh, in electroengineering where I actually repaired televisions in the 80s. <laughs> we still had the radio tube radio with the little tubes in it. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. I remember. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's a trade is a very specific and uh, uh, honorable uh, uh, job. Uh, and I think this one, these ones will go away the last because yeah. there won't be the trade has a lot to do with customer service and interactions and, and intuition um, and uh, and skills, really fine motor skills and a lot of uh, things that you cannot automate that there's unless there is. But but here's the thing. I think we shouldn't be so safe. We, we shouldn't feel so safe. And even in the trade jobs, take truck drivers. You know, Elon Musk has huge troubles now, or I don't know the details, but it looks like it takes longer than it should, or that he said it would, you know, making self-driving trucks or cars, right? Right. So he's working on that. And as, a, as my, I also have a degree in uh, uh, software in um, computer science, a Bachelor of Science in computer science. So I know pretty much about neural networks and how things, the potential of it. And I think that uh, that's possible. It's coming. Yep. And, and once this is here, you know, the self-driving trucks, just think about it. Even if it's from one city to the next and then it stops somewhere and somebody goes in the truck and drives it to the final destination, something like that, a combination. There is a huge decrees of hours that people can spend in the truck and make money that way right right and so truckers will probably be affected by it and uh but there are solutions to it if truckers now would be able to say well that's great i already have my diesel truck uh and it's my truck most truckers own their diesels right so or a lot of them and so when they say, well, great, I go to the bank and say, I sell my diesel truck, I buy this electric truck or whatever self-driving truck. And now I put it to work for my, I start a business, maybe they already have one, start a business and run these, these trucks that are self-driving. They can have four, five, six trucks. Well, well, you know, they can only drive one truck, but they can have, deploy six trucks or more, a whole fleet. You know, if, if, if the truck driver makes that transition from a employee, which is really the case, even they have their own business and stuff on truck, but moving into this kind of. So I think there is a lot of opportunities for trades like that. Um, so. Oh, I agree. I agree. And it'll be interesting moving forward. We, by the way, we've been talking with Ingemar. Anderson, he's got the book, The Wealth of Generations, building, and you can get it for free. For that's that, you know. By the way, that's a really good price. Just, in, just <laughs> free is always good, but there's no catch, um, except that I have your email address and your uh, your. It's of course I will not sell it to anybody. Your your personal data. Um, you might be on. You have to agree to be on a on a newsletter, which I haven't really started. See, this shows just how much I I, I don't focus on on getting my message out. But I will probably more now. But um, yeah. Anyway, 
So I, I, th- I think you, I think you should go to his website, which is Ingemar and Ingemar dash Anderson.com. And that that'll get you to him and drop him a line. Say you heard him on the show and that you, that you'd love to uh, talk to him and, and stuff because he's got a lot of great information he's he is and like i said in the beginning you're an educated man and you've got lots of lots of stuff going on so it's great it's great to have you here young man what so would you have another book coming out what's what are you going to do with yourself what's your next big project well there is another not another book another edition of the book uh you might want to get this for free and then you can buy the second edition on amazon there's a lot of more or on Barnes and Noble, it's everywhere, even in other countries. I'm going to have a Spanish version and a uh, German version, by the way, as well. That's what I'm working on. Um, but besides that, um, I go more and more into real estate. Uh, that is kind of my way how to build wealth. Uh, I'm very convinced. I already had many of the real estates that I flipped or rented out and sold. And so that's, that's the way I think you should go. Uh, if, if, if you don't want to spe- specifically do one specific business like software engineering, it's very difficult sometimes to, yeah. But anyway, that's kind of. Yeah. Well, my, my nephew is a uh, software engineer mm-hmm. and I, I tell you, you never get out of school. Yeah, no. Oh, that's the, the other thing with software. You know, I stopped programming because there's always a new cool language you have to learn or new things. And um, and yet I was a specialist in certain software. And I, I thought, like, I can't do this. I can do this for 10 years and save enough money. That's maybe another way to do work for 10 years, save enough money to then stop and, and invest in something big. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So go, go to his website, check him out, get the book. And, uh, I'd like to thank you, Ingemar, for being here today. Um, and is there anything that you would like to say to our audience that's listening now or in the future, anything at all? Well, um, I think my message was clear. Hopefully, uh, I, I believe very firmly that, uh, the times will change dramatically, uh, and uh, I think I think everybody should be prepared. And I, I would hate that people get are surprised with all the changes coming. I expect big changes uh, with within a lot of things, technology, oil. Uh, so I think it's time to wake up and change. Look at what you could do in your life. Um, it it is it 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 is it is it's much more than I used to do as an employee. So that's, that's kind of my message. I hope, you know, makes sense. Absolutely. Well, you know, just keep on thinking folks, keep on moving forward. And, uh, and if you pay attention and you, you go and you, you get some resources that you have available to you as an example, this particular book right here, if you go get the, the wealth of generations, uh, that can help you to, uh, learn a little bit more, and then you can pick and choose what works for you. And uh, available yeah. on in all bookstores, by the way, on an Amazon in different countries already. So if they want to buy it on Amazon, they can do that too. You can go do that. So uh, thank you again for being on the show, young man. I gotta go, but but we'll be we'll be back in a, in a while with another episode. But if you'll wait right where you are, Ingemar, I'll be right back. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel 
This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other.